Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Podcast episodes also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 AM across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And today we're excited to be joined by Dr. Marcel Davis, VCU Health's inaugural director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for a conversation about her initial year on the job, her work, and the broader subject of efforts to develop more inclusive workplaces. And with that, thank you for being with us today, Dr. Davis. Julianne, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, it's our pleasure, and we appreciate you making some time. So let's get right into it. As I understand it, your duties at VCU Health are focused on working with health system leaders to evaluate the strengths and the gaps and how the organization can better structurally embrace diverse backgrounds, identities, and lived experiences through a variety of approaches, including education and training for employees. While many people may have at least a passing familiarity with these concepts, from a practical perspective, what does this work entail, and how have you approached it in your first year on the job? My first year absolutely flew by, and I don't know that there are any two days that are exactly alike. So while my role was an inaugural one for VCU Health System when it was created last year, the commitment that our leaders have to ensuring that diversity, equity, and inclusion is woven into the fabric of our organization is not one that's new. And our leaders conducted listening sessions last summer following the murder of George Floyd and subsequently analyzed all the information they gathered to uncover themes. And what those themes showed was how they wanted to connect directly with this role and be able to integrate DEI into the fabric of our organization. So a day could involve chatting with some of our leaders as they do strategic planning. It could involve building learning modules. It could involve facilitating conversation, doing presentations on DEI. It could also involve working directly with teams that may be having some challenges with inclusion and equity and helping them to sort of put a stake in the ground and identify the key goals that they should focus on as a team. As we did that, we began to uncover and sort of bring those themes to life and uncover opportunities within each of those themes. Some of those themes are health system-wide education and training, ongoing communications and support, self-assessment, because we all know what gets measured gets done, creating a sustained infrastructure, which is that office of DEI, and to weave DEI into the fabric of who we are as a health system, focusing on strategies development, action planning, and execution. Do you wish you could focus on practicing medicine without all the distractions? Covaris is here to help. As a leader in medical professional liability insurance with more than 45 years experience, Covaris provides insurance protection with data-driven predictive modeling to help you mitigate the risk of claims. By combining insurance protection with risk analytics services, you can reduce distractions and focus on improving clinical, operational, and financial outcomes. Covaris is reinventing what you should expect from your medical professional liability provider. Find out all Covaris can offer you at covaris.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-Y-S.com. Insurance products issued by Medical Professional Mutual Insurance Company and its insurance subsidiaries, Boston, Massachusetts. 
Well, I appreciate that uh, overview, and I like that phrase, what gets measured gets done. Those are good words to live by. You mentioned the George Floyd tragedy, and that is a segue to the next question I want to ask you. As we all know, the past 20 months have been particularly trying for so many people. The global community has faced the COVID-19 pandemic, and here at home, we have seen heightened awareness about the legacy of racial inequity in this nation. Even in the current climate, while there may be more space for this discourse, it's still not always easy. And so for someone who's listening or perhaps wondering how to have these tough conversations, how, whether in their workplace or at home, what insight might you offer about initiating this dialogue and then taking action? Wow, that's a million-dollar question, right? And so this is difficult and uncomfortable conversations for many. But there are two things that I always like to think about. One is bring your authentic self to the conversation, always. Two, let's think about intent versus impact. Those are the two key areas. And I think the one thing that sort of lays the foundation for both of those is education and awareness. In other words, it is not my role as a woman of color to educate the masses on what my lived experiences are like. So I recommend that each and every person find a way to educate themselves and build their own awareness around what social justice means, around what racial inequities mean, and then come to the table informed. And then that brings in that authenticity piece because now your intent is authentic. It is, I really want to have an informed conversation with you. And the impact is, let's see where the conversation leads. Nine times out of 10, it leads to building and advancing relationships. Are there any resources, whether it's books or websites that you find for people that really are earnest and want to learn more? Are there any resources or sort of points of entry that you might point people to if they're sort of getting their feet wet and exploring this space and trying to learn more? Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to brag on us here in the health system for a little while. Our VCU libraries has a ton of resources covering the gamut from the history of Richmond to the history of our organization as a health system to people in general, racial and ethnic history. That's one. The second is, again, to brag on VCU Health, our school of medicine, our school of nursing, our GRE program, we put on grand rounds that cover the gamut of racial discrimination. That's also an opportunity to learn because it speaks directly to racial bias in healthcare. In terms of books that are available out there in the marketplace, White Fragility is a favorite of mine because it is not written in an academic way. It is written in a manner that we can all understand. Just Mercy is also another great book. There are lots of podcasts out there. Adam Grant, I'm a huge fan of his. Brene Brown is another great person that I follow. These are all leaders that point us in the direction of authenticity and help us to relate to one another in a much more effective manner. I appreciate you sharing those resources. And we're having this conversation in early October. October is also Global Diversity Awareness Month. And Dr. Davis, you're now entering year two at VCU Health. During your career in this field, I imagine you've seen some change and evolution in public and organizational attitudes as it relates to diversity and inclusion. At the same time, we still have many health-related societal challenges that often break along demographic lines, whether it's health disparities in marginalized communities that are significant influenced by the environments in which people live and whether or not they have access to healthy food, stable housing, or other things that are social factors that can impact their health, or whether we're talking about pronounced disparities in maternal mortality rates for women of color, or even disparities in vaccination rates in communities of color. As you look at the landscape, both how things have changed and how much work still needs to be done, what are the next steps you see in advancing the cause of diversity and inclusion, both broadly and in your work at VCU Health? 
So broadly, the one word that comes to mind for me is partnerships, right? Because we can't operate in silos and continue to be successful nor effective. The second is even here at VCU Health, I can't be successful in my role if I don't build partnerships within the community or partnerships across my organization. So partnerships is key. Doing the research with our community leaders to understand what does our community need. Where are the gaps? For example, in Richmond, we have different areas that have different demographics and populations. For example, in some areas of Richmond, we have a larger veteran population. That community is going to have very different needs than the community on the east end of Richmond. Areas that have predominantly Latinx community will also have different needs. As we think about social disparities and the social determinants of health, it is not enough to just translate our tip sheets or healthcare information into different languages. Just because it's in a different language doesn't mean we're connecting with that community. It means we have have to have broader conversations and partnerships is the way to get that done. As I think about VCU Health and the work that is facing me in my next year, I think about our DEI strategy and the four key areas of that strategy, which are diversity recruiting, because our patients need to see themselves in the providers who help them. The second is continuing to build out our DEI governance structure, which is made up of team member resource groups, diversity council, and the DEI steering committee. The third is continued education and communication. And the fourth is advancement and retention of our diverse team members. Again, because not just for our patients, but when I think about our students, our students need to feel valued and respected by the faculty members that are in front of the classrooms, regardless of the dimensions of difference that they embody. Well, I appreciate your emphasis on partnerships and what that means and getting beyond just the surface level of what someone could perceive as partnership or outreach, because I think building bridges and bridging those gaps really is a way to break down silos and break down misunderstandings. So it's really great perspective that you're sharing there. And Dr. Davis, now that we've tackled some of the formal questions, I do have a pair of more lighthearted questions to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work that you do. The first, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you can anticipate your final day on earth, what would your last meal be? Oh my goodness. Uh, My last meal, I am a huge fan of baked salmon. It would have to be baked salmon. Okay. Any any side items to complement it? Yeah. (laughs) So I also love mashed cauliflower because it tastes like I'm not really big on vegetables and so I'm very particular about the ones that I do eat. And cauliflower is one of the ones that I love to eat. Rice cauliflower or mashed cauliflower. So that would be my compliment and I would probably put mixed greens or steamed broccoli with that. That was an interesting question. Okay. And then uh, anything for dessert or are we just going to stick with the main course? Just the main course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then the last question for you today is If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? All right. So you said movie, right? So the movie would have to be I Am Legend. My name is Robert Neville. I'm a survivor living in New York City. I haven't seen another person in three years. With okay. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So true story. Movies, don't, the detail of movies, it doesn't really stick with me. 
unless it's incredibly impactful. And I have watched I Am Legend numerous times. And the premise of that movie, scientific, it is, yes, so it's got some zombies in there. But I think the end goal is for the common good. And so everything I do, every day I get up and everything I do is for the common good because I don't ever want the next generation behind me or the generation behind them to live what I've lived as a woman of color in the workplace. That was the first thing. The second thing you said... Book and and album are the other two. Oh my goodness. Book, it would have to be my Bible. I am a woman of faith. And there are days when it's incredibly difficult for me to get through a day because of various reasons. Um, Being a mom... Sometimes I don't have all the answers. I don't understand 10th grade math, and I struggle with that. So <laughs> I open my Bible. And so the book would have to be the Bible. And then you said album. Is the album. <laughs> I am Caribbean-born from Georgetown, Guyana. So I always say hashtag Soka is life. Mm-hmm. So my album would have to be a mixed tape of Soka artists because, again, it is the place where I feel free where I can just be myself and I don't have to worry about code switching. I don't have to worry about how I'm accepted. I am just me. Give me one song that would be on that mixtape. <laughs> wow. Okay. There is one that's called, it's by Farmer Nappy about, gosh, I can't think of the name, but he's talking about coming into the stadium, right? On carnival day and how you literally break down the fences. And I, I'm blanking on the name of it, but the artist is Farmer Nappy. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking some time to be with us today and to share some insight about your work. And with that, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Dr. Marcel Davis, who is the inaugural director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at VCU Health for being with us today. So thank you. Julian, this has been an absolute privilege to spend some time with you this morning. So thank you. Thank you.